Well, thank you so much for joining us for episode 107 of the Adventure Games podcast. I hope everyone is well, and I am joined once again by Thomas Bex and Laura Cress. So, hello, Thomas and Laura. How are you guys doing? Hello. Very good, thank you. That's good. And, and Thomas? Yeah, we're still yeah. alive. Yes, we're yeah, still alive. That's it's the best so, as we, we can ma- hope for for now. An- another, another week we made it, another day, another two weeks. <laughs> March again. Yeah. It's it's almost as if March never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck in March 2020. And, so uh, yeah, well, you know. to to give context on people who might listen to this uh, in in the future, future listeners, last weekend was the last weekend that was a normal weekend, except we had no clue that that was the last weekend we I had know. a normal weekend. <laughs> I know it's been it's been a it's been a interesting year or boring year maybe depending <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, again another few games to talk about we will be doing news uh, now in just a moment and we've got reviews and then we'll be having an interesting topic <laughs> that i'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think and uh, so laura first of all in news um there was a game that was supposed to come out in march but there's it, it's not apparently but you've yeah. been following this yeah. What happened? Yeah, so this is like you said, this is this game, Minute of Islands, due to come out really quite soon, 18th of March. Uh, and unfortunately, at the beginning of, of the month, uh, I got an email because I had been following it. I saw it at Gamescom and chatted to the developers in 2019 about this game. And it looked really interesting. It's like a sort of point and click platformy adventure game. Bit of puzzles thrown in as well. Really beautiful hand-drawn um, animations. It looked very interesting. It was uh, sort of following this young engineer called Mo where she's journeying across all these different distinct islands look really beautiful uh, so I was interested in it but yeah I got I got this email basically saying it's uh, it's not going to come out on the 18th of March as originally planned because of uh, what what they were calling major technical issues that were discovered during testing which is never something you want to find especially that's so close that's not good right that's never no, good <laughs> never good especially so close to it coming out as well because this came they sent this email at the beginning of March so Goodness me, they, they said during recent testing, they found these major technical issues. Um, and they said, you know, basically, we can't wait to see our game out in the wild, but we want to ensure that everyone can play it in the best possible condition. So they're having to push the release date. And they've basically said it, there must be quite big issues because they've said they don't they haven't given another release date either. So it's mm. basically delayed indefinitely at the moment, which is a real shame. Uh, but also, I guess, good that they've caught it now, um, but, you know, before the launch, because that would be awful. Um, yeah. yeah, so a shame, but I guess good that they caught it and good that they're going to work on it. And hopefully it'll come out when the time is right. Exactly. Yes, from the developers of the Inner World games, which I haven't played. Have you Have you guys played those no. games? No. Oh, OK, I've heard of it. They're pretty good. So I uh, would really like to play those games yeah. add them to the backlog but yeah it's a shame that this game isn't coming out for supposed to come out but as you said good thing that they spotted this these issues before the game was released rather than after and you know hopefully they can avoid getting all these negative reviews on steam and yes exactly uh, places, yeah. you so. don't want that just because of bugs and things like that when it's exactly. so so fed up with games getting released with a 35 gigabyte day one patch yeah i'm like mm. sorry just Cyberpunk. Re- release it when it's done, <laughs> not release it. It's all, and it's always those AAA companies that do that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, but I'm, it's because I'm... they're under such pressure to release it, aren't they? Uh, yeah. It's, it's unusual for an indie game, a smaller game, to, to uh, have this same... Well, we don't know why it's been delayed, apart from them just saying technical issues. But yeah, it's unusual for that to happen with indie games as well. Uh, but obviously, I'm sure the pandemic hasn't helped with lots of uh, indie developers too. So yeah. no, no, that's not the cause probably at the moment yeah so wishing them all the best and hopefully they can uh, resolve these issues and release the game you know hopefully w- without bugs as well yeah <laughs> uh, so it's good good sign that they're working on it at yeah. least uh okay thank you laura now a- another game that uh will be released so far is a new game that was just announced it is the secret of retro police and we also have a trailer for it isn't it retropolis 
Yeah, I think it's Retropolis, uh, sure, sure. I'm just going to say that. And you might want to okay. do that introduction again. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looking, I think, I'm pretty sure it's retro, Retropolis. I but... thought it would be ret- Retropolis. No. Then it would be Retropolis and not yeah. Police. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you just do that I'm introduction again. But maybe I'm dyslexic. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Okay, so do that again. Okay, so another game that so far will be released is called The Secret of Retropolis. And here is a trailer. Of all the offices of all the private investigators in all of Retropolis, she had to walk into mine. Is it because I'm the only robot stupid enough to work as a PI in this city? I can't remember. I'm drunk right now. It's the famous gem I always wear on me. I need you to get it back tonight. Well, well, what do we have here? I say, grind them all. That bot has a problem. Fix it. I'm all fixed up, really. You you don't need to do this. So, The Secret of Retropolis is a VR game. It is developed and published by Peanut Button. Uh, it's going to be out in summer 2021. It's inspired by the uh, old LucasArts games. And according to the developers, it takes place in Retropolis, a city inhabited by robots left behind to keep the human past alive. And the player will become protagonist Philip Log, an ex-cop and a somewhat functioning alcoholic robot. And Philip, who's hired by famous robotic movie star Jenny Montage, takes on a shady job to retrieve a gem her husband stole from her. And very soon, Philip will find himself uncovering the secrets behind a conspiracy that puts the very fate of Retropolis in jeopardy. Mm. And I saw the trailer. It looks really interesting. It looks really nice. Again, I don't have a VR headset. Uh, I coming do. out. You do, Laura. Yeah. So you might be the one playing this for us. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> I, it's, uh... I'd be up for it. It looks good. It's sort of, it's got a little bit of uh, Bioshock in the sort of mm. art um, style, a little bit in, in the uh, font, and uh, but it's a bit more cartoony, obviously, than actual Bioshock. But yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah. So that is coming out uh, initially in summer 2021. So would, if you have, would this be the first to... VR adventure game? There's been a few. I mean, Sam and Max is, well, has that been? That's not, that's not yet, been released, but it's supposed to come out soon, the Sam and Max one. So that'll come out before Retropolis. I'm trying to think if there's been any other. There I was mean, another one. There was a Groundhog Day VR game. Ah, uh, was there? I have, I've, I've been honest, it, but. I've not played much of on my VR because I got it whilst we were in lockdown when I was on my own in the house. And now that. I, I now that my housemates are back, I feel like I can't play it because I I can't play it in the lounge because they'll they might come in and I might whack them or something. So um, yeah, I mean, you could you could like tell them in in advance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, well, this game is coming out to Steam VR and Oculus Rift in summer twenty twenty one. Cool. And look uh, to it. yeah, so looking forward to that. I might have to get a VR headset myself. We'll see. Okay then. So that was the news. Uh, any other news you guys have, or shall we go on to the demo that uh, well, one of us played <laughs> and <laughs> <This> enjoyed? <time? laughs> yeah. So Laura, you played a demo uh, this past week. So which game did you play, and what did you think? Uh, yeah. So I played a lovely demo uh, for a game called Prim. Um, I actually played uh, the first part of this demo way back once again to 2019. Hey, I can talk about Gamescom again because that's where hey. I played it again. <laughs> that's what you start. I'm getting a sense of deja vu here. <laughs> <laughs> I played a lot of games. It's not my fault that these games keep popping up. <laughs> I played about 45 games. But yeah, um, Prim was one of them. It was a very good one even then. And that was like two years ago. And I, I was thinking, wow, this guy's only just started with this game and it was uh, Jonas the developer who I spoke to um, and this is now a bit of an extended version of that demo that I played back then and basically the idea is you are Death's daughter um, and she's a, a teenage girl and Death is like her, her dad and she's basically trying to rebel against her dad it's a sort of typical teenage story um, She they live in the underworld she keeps seeing in her dreams um, this image of this boy in the living who's like crying out for help 
and she feels she has to go into the living to uh, help him or at least figure out what's going on. Obviously, her dad doesn't want her to do that. So he's locked her in her room for the demo, at least. Um, but I think the rest of the game is you escaping and trying to find this boy. And I think you can mix between the living and, and, and the realms of the dead as well. There's going to be a bit of that. But yeah, it's a very um, traditional point and click adventure game. It's all in black shades of black and white. Uh, because you're in the underworld but um it's very it's very well done the art um it's it's very well defined uh the characters are great it's all voice acted as well um and the person who plays prim is a sort of very typical kind of teenage girl she's kind of got a, a little bit of attitude which is a uh, really good fun uh, you also discover there's a strange little character which is like an eyeball on spider legs which sounds terrifying but it's actually quite cute um somehow they've made uh, Jonas and the uh, arts uh, and the uh, animator has somehow managed to make this little eyeball on the spider legs very cute and that's like another companion who helps you out like if you need to get into small spaces um so there's sort of a little bit you can swap between the two of them so I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, the art style is really good. There's some quite clever moments which um, show a bit of promise. Like there's a bit where you open this jar of fireflies, and that then becomes the hotspot highlighters because the fireflies go to different items in the room, and then they um, Prim is like, oh, they're just staying there, um, and that's now your hotspot highlighters basically. So it's just kind of funny little jokes like that um that show that you know that they're kind of aware of the genre but in a kind of clever way so i really liked it uh i'm really interested to see what more is to come of this it's supposed to come out next year so fingers fingers crossed uh i know jonas is basically he's done the demo and everything else is out written on paper at the moment <laughs> so he, but he's done very well because there's been a kickstarter for the game and not only has he uh managed to uh reach his goal for the kickstarter he's also gone way past it he's gone like onto loads of stretch goals now and there's still at the time of recording a few days left i think it'll be over by the time this goes out but he's done really really well in in, in terms of uh kickstarter and i think the demo was a good uh reason behind that because it's just really well made when when i look at the demo yeah what what comes to mind is as if tim burton mm. would do a terry pratchett story it's really funny you would say that because those were Jonas's two influences. Oh, and seriously? Yeah, genuinely. Uh, I had a chat with him on my Twitch and he said he gave those two as like his two main influences. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, he's managed to get that spot on then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of has the visuals of Tim Burton. And then it looks like, at least with the Daughter of Death, you know, like Terry Pratchett style humor. I mean, Tim Burton style humor as well. But yeah, I played a bit of the demo myself as well. And I overall really, really liked it. As you mentioned, I really liked the moment that you mentioned with the fireflies that became yeah, hotspots. It's kind of clever, isn't it? That it it's a yeah, clever kind of in-game way that doesn't take you out of the game. Yeah. With the in-game hotspots. That it's natural and fits naturally inside the game. Uh, so, yeah, no, congratulations to Jonas and the team that they have, you know, smashed your goal and then some. And uh, and we'll see them, hopefully by next year, we can see this game. And, yeah, it's looking good so far. And play it. And hopefully play it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be nice as well. Uh, so nice to look at. No idea what it plays like, but it looks really <laughs> nice. And, yeah, and the black and white-ish uh, art style as well looks looks really beautiful as well. So, uh, best of luck to the team and hopefully we can get to play it next year so thank you Laura that is Prim and uh, so uh, yeah, Thomas and you, can, you can download oh, the demo on Steam I yes yeah, it's, all free, it's yes. all free on Steam to download it's all out there so give it a go yourself so uh, Thomas uh, we go to you now because you were in you're trying to solve mysteries in a tiny room or what What? what story what were you doing in the next game no <laughs> Oh, God, I nearly choked out my water. <laughs> They're so good, right? <laughs> it's more like a, a switch on the title, you know, playing the title. Mm -hmm. You just like, switch three of the words around. Yeah. And just turn it into a, you know amazing joke. Yes. <laughs> well, what we're talking about is Tiny Room Stories, Town Mystery. And this was one of the games that I played a demo of. And I liked that demo so much. But the demo was the first two chapters of the game that I decided to buy the game when it came out, which was a couple of days later, and I finished the game this weekend. And it is way longer than I thought it would be. You get a lot of bang for your buck here. 
it is also at times quite challenging because it is a lot of logic puzzles. And yes! I'm not always, <laughs> not always good at logic puzzles. It, I've noticed that uh, some, but I must say when I do manage to, to get one, it is a really thrilling feeling. It's like, yes, I got this puzzle. Luckily, the uh, developer Kiari Games clearly knows that he, the players are not always at the same level when it comes to uh, logic puzzles because every chapter has its own playthrough. If you if you are stuck, you can click on a button and then uh, a playthrough appears on YouTube for that s- a specific chapter. And then you can ha- use that to get the hint that you needed. The story is very good. I really, really enjoyed the story, which kept me going because I, sh- I probably should have taken a, a few more breaks in between because I played this game basically in two big sittings. Of uh, It took me about 13 hours to complete. Uh, and the last two chapters I found very difficult, probably also because I was tired. So I, I had to I had to regularly use the walkthrough. I have I have to admit that I'm a bit ashamed. I have to admit that, but I had to use the walkthrough more than a few times. People who are smarter than me probably do not need to use that. Uh, but there are just a lot of different puzzles. Some puzzles are very uh, uh, are, are like inventory puzzles where you pick up items and you use items on other items, uh, which makes you get further. And other are very uh, challenging uh, logic puzzles. Now, what is the story? The story is you arrive uh, in a town. And there's no one there. You arrive at your father's house. The house is completely ransacked. And you have to find out what has happened. And every chapter, and sometimes a chapter consists of multiple parts, uh, you get closer to solving that mystery. And without telling anything about what the actual mystery is, there is a very fascinating sci-fi tinted mystery at the uh, center of, uh, of this and one, I, I really, really wanted to find out what that, what, uh, how the story ended. So that's what really kept me going. That's probably also why I kept playing instead and didn't take that many breaks. Uh, the the graphics looked great. There's not much in in the sound department. It has some music, but you can't really do anything with it. You can't turn it off or on. You can't turn it down. I, that's something I missed because at one point I got I got a bit uh, tired with the music. There's no voice acting in it. Uh, because basically there are no, there's no dialogue in it. The only, pe- the only person speaking is your character when he comments on what is going on. Every location is basically a square that you can turn around. Most square you can turn around completely 360 degrees. Uh, some, sometimes it's only 180, but that is an essential part of solving these issues because you do not always see everything that is in the room. So you have to turn the room around to know, to see, uh, what else is in there, uh, because it could be like there's a cupboard in there and you have to open the cupboard to find an item or you, uh, have to hang up a painting and then solve a puzzle with that. But you can't, you can only see that if you turn the room around. There are also a few mazes, sort of mazes. Those were, uh, a bit difficult because once I started turning rooms around to see what else was in there, I kind of lost track of where I was. So (laughs) those were, those were not as easy as you'd think. But in general, I very much enjoyed the game and, uh, I'm, I'm glad I, uh, I played it and I'm glad I finished it. And those were 13 hours well spent. Now I'm halfway through the game, but um, I would agree with most of what you said. Uh, like you said, it's, it's basically, it's an isometric game where you, oh yeah, yeah. you sort of like looking from above and i enjoyed all that i i'm with thomas i had to look at walkthroughs quite a lot so far so it's not um you know i think most people will have to there was one puzzle that did annoy me quite a bit i won't really give it away but it was something to do with the sudoku where even looking it up at the walkthrough um I didn't still didn't understand how they got to that point and I saw quite a few of the people had issues with that but I, in general I agree I thought the puzzles were really well done there's loads of satisfaction when you manage to unlock something and you're uh, you know you're able to sort of push yourself and figure it out yourself and not going to the walkthrough but I thought it was a really nice touch that they did have the walkthrough there because otherwise I think I would have been quite stuck 
but they're good i i you know compared to something uh i think like the witness where i found those puzzles a little bit much and maybe it was just knowing that there was a walk through there so if i was stuck i could go to it Mm. but uh i'm yeah i found the story intriguing so far as well i'm I'm just where it's starting to get quite weird now so um looking forward to see where it goes from there oh yeah you'll get to play a bit of indiana jones-esque uh nice parts as well it's uh it, it's Ooh, really well done and i i was not expecting it to be that long too what i do like is that m- most of the chapters you can't finish uh in about 20 minutes yeah i'd say that and also if you quit out of a chapter you don't have to restart that chapter it, it saves where exactly where you are so you don't have to yes. yeah i but, was worried about that but you mm. do start at the at, at the beginning you um how can I rephrase that? The location. The location is oh, you start always at the same location, but you don't lose your progress. And it, the look, the the locations are usually like maybe eight or nine squares, so it's yeah. never it, it's never really you, uh, a huge location. But the main thing is is that it doesn't. It saves uh, when you quit. Yeah. <laughs> Important. Yes, I just thought I'd get that in for Georgia. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm, I'm curious now. You mentioned Indiana Jones and um, and uh, it, it saves. Georgia's two main things. <laughs> well, maybe it saves. But what are you curious about is why do detectives in adventure games have to try and resolve so many logic puzzles? Do they have to do that in real life? Do they have to resolve so many logic puzzles in, in real life? I, I don't think uh, so. No, but... No, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys uh, enjoyed it. It it looks it looked really interesting. As I said, with the isometric view and changing the environment, you're turning it around. But yeah, how long have you played Laura so far? Oh, uh, let me just you know? check. Sorry. Oh, don't worry. It's Apologies. Uh, I think I've probably played about six hours. Yeah, six six hours. Five point nine. <laughs> okay, so you're about halfway through. Yeah, still a bit to go. <laughs> Would you prefer an in-game hint system rather than a walkthrough that gives the answers away, or would you prefer maybe the puzzles to? In like this easier? game, I think in the walkthrough game? works better. Okay, or would you prefer the puzzles to be maybe easier? No, I, d- um, I, d- I think they're probably. The, I, I don't mind there being one or two things that are difficult. I, I think, yeah, no, I enjoyed mm. the sort of being tested. Okay, with, with puzzles like this, it's really hard to say if a puzzle is actually difficult or not, because or what might be difficult for me could be right. something that Laura would solve in one go. It is just a matter, and, and for instance, like and I had, versa. yeah, and I had a lot of trouble uh, with the the last two, um, the last two parts of the last chapter. Because I was tired and I really wanted to push through. Or maybe if I had done that the next day, then maybe I would have found it way easier. Mm. Uh, so it's it's just a, a, a matter of yeah perspective, I think. I found it very challenging, but the balance overall was good. Yeah, so that is Tiny Room Stories Town Mystery. I believe it's also available on mobile, which it yes. was available on. I was first. just about to say it's uh, also yes. available on Android, so you can also oh, play wow. on that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. So, again, we'll have links to that game in the show notes. Uh, so, once again, it's Tiny Room Stories Town Mystery. So, now, Laura, you are trying to be found, I believe. <laughs> Stop me when these get no. annoying. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, this is a game called If Found, dot, dot, dot. Um, dot 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 is a period. <laughs> it's, it's part of the game, so I'm including it. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's described on the scene page as a game about going home, coming out, and erasing everything, which I think neatly sums it up. Uh, but I'll go into more detail now. It's uh, set in uh, west of Ireland. Um, I believe it's called Arkill Island. Arkill yes, Island. Ar- Ar- Island. Yeah. It's set on there, so it's kind of a lovely a rural Irish setting. It's uh, It follows this uh, teenager, Cassio, who's coming back to her family after living in Dublin. She's been away. She's sort of been living the city life, and she's come back to her family again. You kind of discover, as the game goes on, why she's come back to her family. Um, and the whole sort of premise uh, of the gameplay is basically that you are erasing pages of a diary and you're going through 
uh, these days that Acacio experiences and she's writing down, she's, she does little sketches, She um, following this month that she experiences and you are raising it all and you kind of re- find out, obviously, as the story progresses, why you might be doing this um, act of, of getting rid of everything that uh, she's written um, and the way that kind of works is sometimes you're just literally, you've got basically your mouse cursor is an eraser um, and you just rub across the page and it will get rid of text um, and it moves across the screen. So once you get rid of a bit of text, it will move on to the next bit for you to do that. Um, uh, the, the page is very animated though. So there's drawings, there's sketches. You might erase a page to almost reveal more colour beneath the page. Um, so th- it's quite hard to describe. I would definitely say mm. check out, out the Steam page in terms of its animation because it's really beautifully animated, really beautifully hand-drawn. It looks it looks amazing. Uh, and there's very vivid colours um, to go along with the text. And the text itself is uh, very poetically written. There's a lot of interesting themes in the game. There's lots about uh, gender identity, uh, sexuality, um, sort of family, friend connections... Uh, what happens if those connections are destroyed, you know, discovering oneself. There's a lot going on um, and I thought it was all very well done. Obviously, there's there's a lot of fun stuff as well. There's bits about teenage crushes and things like that and, you know, coming of age and there's a bit where they all go to this rock concert with their friends and they're having a great time. And I just thought it, it's basically like an interactive novel, I would say, but it, the art and also the sound as well really bring it to life and, and the writing. It takes about, I would say, two to three hours. So it's not a hugely long game i thought one thing that was really cool as well was because it uses a lot of irish slang there's actually little footnotes as you go along so it'll say things for things i'm trying to think of like what uh, so they explain like about Ackill island and where that's set and then there's bits about like irish slang like um I'm trying to think of things. They say, oh, what's it called? The Angelus? The Angelus? The Bell? The Angelus. The, yeah. Yes. Every every evening at six o'clock. So there's a bit where they talk about that and then there's there's a little uh, star next to that and you could just look at the bottom of the page and it explains what that is. You don't have to look at those. You can just, you don't have to click on them. But if there's bits of uh, slang that you don't understand or bits of Irish culture that you don't get. So I thought that was kind of cool. That was sort of, it was mm. really trying to get people understanding about Irish culture and getting into the world of these kids, basically basically. Um, and it does it about little Irish uh, programs as well that they watch. And, and so there's loads of different things. It's not just slang. It's all slang. It's uh, also, you know, like different things that they maybe you might know as an Irish person, but other mm. people wouldn't. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have much to fault it, really, because it's it's the right length as well for that game. I think if it was any longer. You might start to be like, oh, OK, w- when is this going to finish? But yeah, I am really looking forward to what um, the developer uh, who's Dreamfeel are going to do next because I think this was their first full-length game. It came out with publishers Annapurna Interactive who are very good. They were, you know, Mm -hmm. they've, done a lot of great indie games and this is another one of them no, i'll have to t- check it out definitely yeah that, i think you know, you'd be very interested. irish and that. Yeah, exactly yeah yeah <laughs> i might learn a thing or two about irish culture <laughs> uh, you barbarian no. <laughs> <laughs> never came to know everything about uh you know my, my country is there replayability there I mean, I would play it again in that it was very beautiful and it was nice to experience. At the very end, there are some bits that you can... I think you might be able to play it chapter by chapter as well. So if you just wanted to replay a part of it, I think you can. I am not. I can't remember if that's the case, but I think you can. And I, at the very end, there are some choices you have to make. So that is a bit replayability. But I wouldn't say there's lots of difference if you replay it again. But you might want to just because it's a very beautiful game. Cool. Um, now, most of the reviews have been very positive. There was one person, however, who said that they found uh, erasing the text a bit frustrating. Uh, did, did you find that at uh, all? Did you, do you know what you're talking a about? Little <laughs> bit. I, I, I suppose just in the sense that you you have to do it quite a lot, but I th- there's pauses right. in between doing that. Um, um, it's never, you know, you don't have to be fastidious about it. You don't have to get every part of the page to erase before you can move on although sometimes I did because I was just like this I missed a little spot there let me get that um but yeah mainly yeah no I didn't I didn't find that okay uh, that's good to know so that is if found which is set on the west coast of Ireland which I can't think of many games that are set on the west coast of Ireland <laughs> um, <laughs> or on Ackill Island as well but I'm not sure if I've ever been there where so I live be, uh, <laughs> yes 
Uh, we we haven't been I haven't been able to go there yet because of this bloody pandemic. Thank you, Laura. And it's available on Steam. Yes, we, think we mentioned that's that. right. Yes, it's yes. available on Steam. Now another game that I have just finished playing is Don't Escape: Four Days to Survive, and this is actually the fourth in a series. There were three games initially. Don't Escape trilogy, and the basic concept is it's the opposite of Escape the Room. So you have to not escape through, just you have to barricade yourself into it. So the first few games, I believe, uh, you were a werewolf, and while you were not a werewolf, you have to try and keep yourself in the cabin and then barricade yourself in the cabin so you won't go out and eat people. And then there are other ones with zombies, another one in the space station. That so you have to kind of protect other people from from yourself, kind of, or protect stop other people coming in. So this game, Don't Escape Four Days to Survive, it's a full-length game. You play as a character called David, and you it is set in this post-apocalyptic desert landscape. And from the beginning, you can see that the moon is collapsing. And it sounds a bit maybe ridiculous, but there is actually a good reason in the game why that is happening. And um, so you then have to look for shelter. You do find shelter. And basically throughout the game, as the title suggests, you have to survive the four days. And you have to survive the four nights. Now, in during the game, you meet some other characters. One of them says that they know a way to get off the planet and to survive. And so you think, okay, well, I've nothing else better to do. The world is coming to an end. So... Yeah. Uh, might as well go along with her and uh, see, you know, if what he's saying is the truth. And um, so I'll get back a little bit to the story now, but there are a few very interesting things about this game. Uh, first of all, this game, as it's, first of all, it's setting, it, it kind of is, you know, now what we're all going through is kind of like, um, oh, so we have this threat outdoors and we have to remain indoors. It's I know ridiculous, right? Imagine something like that happening in <laughs> real life. But what one of the interesting things about this game is that every day there's a different threat. So the first three days there's a different but they're all randomly generated. Ah. So if the three of us play this game, uh, we would most likely have different experiences. The overall story is the same, but the experiences, the threats, and the journey to get to the end would be different. So for example, on the first day, I might have spiders as the threat. Uh, Laura, you might have locusts. And Thomas, you might have killer bees. So the puzzles are different. Can I uh, swap the bees for locusts, please? Yeah, I really <laughs> don't want the spiders. <laughs> well, that's just an example. Then in yeah, the yeah. next day, you might have either poison gas uh, on naturally hot weather or naturally cold weather. Um, so the, and the puzzles are different. And the game, the game is different. So you have to then... It's typical adventure style. You have to collect objects and you have to barricade your house from whatever the threat is and, uh, again, find out what the story is. And another another interesting thing is, now this is, um believe like Resident Evil had it, that you have a limited inventory. So now it's uh, it can be maybe a little bit frustrating, but there is a you know, reason. It does make the game, shall we say, more tense and it does build up the suspense. You know, you have to... Then choose from the beginning, okay, what objects can I carry? What objects do do I have? What objects do I keep here? Do I drop? So there's a bit of strategy involved. And another interesting thing about this, which not everyone might might like, uh, but I thought it was done well, is that there's an in-game clock. So the clock only moves forward if you commit certain actions in the game. It's not real time. Or if you travel to different destinations. Uh, now you can click the clock at any point if you feel you're ready. Just click the clock and then it'll go to the end of the day and it'll tell you what happened, give you a summary of basically whether you survived or not. And, well, a bit more, which I'll talk about now in a second. So as I said, there's usually plenty of time to do what you need, you know, go wherever you need. Uh, Although it can get very tense, you know, towards the end of the day when you're still barricading yourself. So, for example, if you need to barricade the windows, use a hammer and nails to barricade boards. And so this will take 30 minutes. And you have an hour and a half left. <laughs> so I, it, it can be... the frust- One of the frustrating things might be that if you need to collect an object that you left in your house, and it takes you... It tells you how long it takes you to get from one place to another. And so if you have to go back to the house and I go back to the place, it'll tell you it might take 20 minutes, half an hour uh, in the game. Then throughout the game as well, you have to 
make certain choices about whether to help some characters as well. So you uh, you might find a character whose wife has just died, but you might say, oh, maybe he can help me, but I have to try and convince him to come along with me. But then if I try and convince him, you might have another character saying, we don't have time for this. Uh, we need to get out of here. So you have to decide, do you try and convince him to come with you or do you leave him basically to die? Uh, these are kind of choices that you might have throughout the game. And it it was, I was really engaged with the story and, you know, the gameplay, which I found to be very interesting. I will admit that I, I did kind of use a walkthrough at the, uh, towards the end especially. You, it, you probably will die quite a bit, which okay. again, that's why. Do you but then it, restart the day or how, what, what happens? Can you, you go back a little bit or? Yes, you can save manually. Okay. Thank Christ. And so you can. <laughs> so you it's can game know, of the year for you. <laughs> yes. Well, it was released back in 2019, but uh, but yes, yeah, so you matter. can. Let's go play this year. <laughs> you can save manually. So what will happen then? Say if you have spiders and you barricade, you try and barricade the whole house. But say you leave the front door open, <laughs> and it will say, "Okay, so you barricade the whole house, but you left the door open, so the spiders came in through the front door and killed you. So then you go, you go back. Okay, so I need to close the front door, or if it's cold and it says, okay, you didn't like the fire, so you died. And these kind of... So it gives you advice, it gives you suggestions kind of on what you need to do. So you do learn something uh, when you die. So that kind of um, helped a little bit. And as I said, the story, the writing, I thought it was a very high quality. There's no voice acting, but the writing was a very good fo- uh, quality. It's pixel art, which I think works well in this game. It's not done for retro reasons. I don't think I think it's because it suits the game. Uh, it's very cinematic. There is some really good, really nice music, and especially with the some camera angles, especially at the beginning when you're walking across the desert, it does feel like a really cinematic movie. And it's it it was a really really interesting game that will stay with me. Now this game was released as mentioned in 2019, which was when I believe games like Onavau, Return of the Obra Dinn, and Lamplight City were released. So not sure this game might quite reach those heights, but I would say it's close. As I said, some people might find the clock and the limited inventory uh, a bit frustrating, but I think the game does help you. Like it, it it doesn't punish you a lot for that. It's quite forgiving in that regard. So I really enjoyed it. It's um it took me. Well, overall, with 10.5 hours, but there is, re- I did replay, you know, a bit, and there is replayability because once you finish it and you go, oh, maybe I could have uh, made some different choices or better choices. It's mainly an adventure game, it's mainly point and click collecting inventory items. Um, but it's interesting that, as you say, there's different. So you could, I guess, you play through four days, but you wouldn't have faced all the threats. So you'd have no. to go, you could go back and play them again. Yeah, so there are, I believe, three different threats for the first two days. I believe there's two different threats for the third day. And then on the fourth day, there are two different scenarios as well. I don't want to give anything away. Uh, so there is still quite a bit of uh, replayability. And as I said, the interesting thing is if three of us play it, we would have very different experiences. So we might not be able to help each other. <laughs> um, you know, we might say, oh, I've got spiders. Oh, well, I've got locusts. So you're on your own. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I found it really interesting. It was really well done. It's developed by Scriptwelder, who is a Polish developer, and it's published by Armor Game Studios. And yeah, I would say definitely it would would have been one of my top adventure games of 2019 uh, when it was released. And it's one of the best games I've played so far this year. The last few years, actually, I really did enjoy it because you it's do high have praise. to. Yes, and I don't say it very often. I don't say that uh, yeah, quite high true. praise. Uh, I, because I'm trying to say, you know, too often at least, but definitely this is a game that this, that will stay with me. You can get this. It is available on uh, on Steam, GOG, Cartridge, Humble Store, and itch.io. And that is Don't Escape, Four Days to Survive. So, and you yeah, did. I did, eventually. Well done. <laughs> eventually <laughs> After yeah. quite a bit of dying. Okay. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, finally then, uh, Laura, you played, was it Maquette? So t- yes. Uh, before we get into it anymore, here's a trailer. I'm Kenzie. I'm Michael. I don't want this to end. Me neither. We're not just friends, are we? 
I don't know. Is it supposed to be this difficult? So also from Annapurna. Yeah, I, I, I wondered if you'd <laughs> noticed that. Yeah, the publishers are again Annapurna Interactive. I was on a real Annapurna binge, apparently. This Nothing last wrong with two that. Weeks. Yeah, no, no, no they're, they're very, very good. Very <laughs> good publishers. They've published lots of excellent uh, mm-hmm. indie games. But yeah, this was a, another interesting one that's just come out uh, last week. Um, Maquette, M-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E. Um, you would might think it, it's uh, French because of that uh, spelling, because of that title. It isn't. It follows two American uh, people, an American couple, and it follows the story of them falling in love and maybe possibly not always staying in love but I don't want to it follows their relationship basically Uh, and the idea is it's a first person what they call recursive puzzle game so like the game Superliminal uh, if you ever played that one which was all about worlds within worlds uh, and different uh, perspectives this is this is very much along that kind of style of game Um, and the, the idea is you are kind of unlocking these different rooms and different locations within this very kind of quite fantasy style uh, setting it's very bright colors um, there's castles there's domes it's all quite ornate it, this sort of puzzle world that you're in and as you unlock different locations you hear more of their story you never see these two characters you just hear their voices it's actually acted the female is uh, acted by Bryce Dallas Howard um, who's oh. been yeah so quite a wow. big high caliber uh, yeah <laughs> I'm and not I think, expecting that I know I know um, I suddenly realized halfway through actually but she she does a great job and i think seth gable who's also been quite a few tv shows as well so quite a very high caliber of uh, voice acting and i think they do a great job i'll be honest i found the couple quite annoying but i don't know if that was sort of the point because there was a lot of them being like oh no you and sort of like being quite in love um and Mm. being a bit too lovey-dovey but i think that's sort of the point because it foreshadows things that happen later um as as the sort of relationship grows and things change um and the idea is as i said it's like a recursive puzzle game so the idea is there's a kind of small world and there's a larger world around it so there's in the model world uh what you're looking at you can pick up a tiny key and place it somewhere and then when you go out of the model and into the normal world that that key could be used as a bridge maybe um, so it's it's picking up objects uh, and placing them in, in this model world and then using that in the bigger world or vice versa. So it's a bit like with Superliminal where you're placing objects to, to make them bigger or smaller. This is the same idea, but using kind of these a model with a world within a world, basically. Uh, sometimes the puzzles are quite hard and I would say... It did need a li- little bit more signposting because sometimes it changes up the rules of the game and I-, I wasn't expecting a certain thing to act a certain way. And I was, you know, you're sometimes just wandering around being like, well, I thought it should be like this. But so, yeah, I would say there's a little bit of signposting needed because and it's not just me. I watched someone else stream this and they had the same issue. So I was like, yes, it's not just me. Uh, and I played it on controller. I would suggest playing it on mouse and keyboard if you can because controller, the camera is, really? is, yeah, is a little bit low i would say and it's not quite as precise and for this kind of game you need to be precise because you're sort of rotating your objects moving them around so i would say possibly Mm. is this a mist like game uh i don't think so completely i mean it is obviously first person and you know there there are puzzles but i the the puzzles aren't there are some logic puzzles uh it's more about working out where to put an object in the world sometimes again i I, I, there's some later puzzles where i don't think that's very clear what you have to do i prefer the 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 earlier puzzles where it was for example you had to make a bridge out of a key or you had to you know place an object in a certain place and the more that style of thing there is a bit of mist like puzzles in there so yes a little bit um the story is interesting enough as i said i found the couple quite irritating so um yeah i, I yeah that's that was the only thing for me i think super liminal i enjoyed a lot more because of the story and it was it was a bit more bizarre maybe um so i i, I but i think if you like super liminal you'll probably enjoy this um as well um and yeah it's it's it took me it took me actually a fair amount of time i think it took me about six hours i think again because i was streaming it probably take people most like between four and six hours i think to play was this wasn't this one of the uh, playstation plus games yes. 
Yes, so, but only for PlayStation 5. So if you've got PlayStation 5... Oh, this was 5, the PlayStation 5 ooh, one. Yeah, yeah okay. but if you do, which I do, and I played it on my PS5, you can uh, you get it for free this uh, month. Uh, if not, it is, uh, it's still available on the PS4. You can play it, or, or obviously if you don't get it this month, you can get it on the PlayStation 5, and it's also on Steam as well. Okay, it's so... It's a brand new game they gave away for free. It's, yeah. I know, I thought that was, that was pretty good. I mean, I, you know... Good because I've shelled out all this money for a PS5, so <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, no, it lo- it looked very nice anyway. I know you said yes, it's very couple... pretty, beautiful yeah. uh, 3D worlds that you get to explore. Very lush, bright colours. Thank you, Laura. So that is Maquette, and the developer, I believe, is Graceful Decay, and it's published by once again Annapurna Interactive. <laughs> you seem to publish a lot of really good. Did they publish The Outer Wilds? I see. That's, yeah, uh, they're wow. they're a very 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 interesting indie publisher. They take risks, and mm. most they of publish. their risks uh, pay off. Pay off. What remains? Right. Vida Finch, Donut County, oh, wow. Journey, yes. Outer Wilds. Yeah, uh, yeah Sayonara yeah, Wild Hearts. <laughs> loads of great games. Yeah. So if if your game is published by Annapurna, telling lies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! I haven't played that game myself yet. Florence. You... Yeah. So many. <laughs> Yes. Okay, well, thank you for that, Laura, and thank you, Thomas, as well. Now, uh, we have rather a topic or an article to discuss, which should be (laughs) interesting, because... So, the developer of, uh, I believe it's Nea, or developer said uh, that it's supposed to be pronounced Knea or something. It's a a solo developer working on this Mist-style adventure game called, let's say, Nea. Uh, and he has been promoting this game, and it looks really nice, looks really beautiful, and he wants to make this Mist-style game. But he had an interview with GFinityEsports.com. Apparently they do uh, the cover adventure games now. Now, the title of the article is Neya Meets a Solo Developer Reviving the Point-and-Click Genre Alone. (laughs) Um... uh, (laughs) I I read this title at first and I was like, oh, what? Did I read that correctly? Because there are literally hundreds of other adventure games released every single year now that adventure gamers just had their uh, Aggie Awards and they said, I don't know how many hundreds of adventure games. last year. Wow. So, More than in the uh, entire 80s and 90s combined in adventure yes, games. So, so I, I, you know, I, but there are still people out there and ju- game journalists as well who believe the point and click genre is still yeah, is but dead this is a journalist um, who writes for an esport website exactly but then so, it's so easy to you know do your research yeah do your homework basic, basic minimum research that you just go on google are there adventure games released or even i don't know the adventure genre games doesn't need reviving and it certainly is not being revived alone and it's yeah, it not being revived point. by it's... this guy. Sorry, but let's. <laughs> no. be, I'm going to be brutally honest here. We are. We, yeah. we have a very, very successful genre mm. with some amazing games, and I hope this guy's game will also be amazing. Yes, yeah. hopefully but it, he it is looks... not the one reviving <laughs> the point-and-click genre. No, I don't think it's. I mean, certainly not one developer, one no. person is responsible for keep for keeping the genre thriving. I would say because yeah, yes, you not could one now. And okay. also, it's quite common to have solo developers. It's still, a, yes. I mean, an impressive it's great, feat. It's extremely impressive, and certainly yeah, this game looks looks very beautiful. It looks great um, from the screenshots. I haven't seen any uh, gameplay footage yet, and it hasn't been released. And I don't think this developer has released any game yet. Uh, but this game, certainly, early indications are that it does look good. But he's not the only developer working solo. And he's not, he's certainly not reviving the point and click genre alone. And just now you might think as well that, okay, with this headline, it might not have anything to do with the article because that's what one guy t- 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 told me on Facebook. I made a comment and this guy made a, gave a snarky reply, which is fine. But he said something like, oh, wow, are you new? That's, uh, you know, all journalists intentionally try to. Uh, you know, provoke people. And I was like, um, I, th- I think you're the no, one who's new. I that's don't not think. journalism. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> um, but anyway, but if you read through the article, then as well, it it just 
it, it goes on that you know talks about mist and yeah, then it says yeah that's that that's that's the one that had me like almost spit out my drink because it says here years later it says here yeah go ahead thomas uh, back in the 90s mist and its sequel riven compensated for technical shortcomings in hardware by using a mixture of high resolution pre-rendered backgrounds and live action footage the result a truly immersive and unforgettable adventure that sadly more than 20 years later still remains unchallenged now that's when i lost my uh my drink because i had to laugh so hard because come on now, seriously could... just last year alone with call of the sea was 10 times better than mist and it made it made my i think it was at our top made my top three yeah, yeah. Games, which I didn't it was expect. my second best game of the year i think I've something to add here. I mm-hmm. uh, messaged the developer Defy Reality Entertainment on Twitter just to say, you know, were you misquoted about the genre being forgotten or d- did you say that or just be interested to know? They've gone back to me and said, I think something's been lost in translation. I definitely don't mm. think the point and click genre is dead or needs reviving. I think the focus was meant to be more on the missed style of slideshow first person point and click games rather than point and click as a whole. Mm. So for him, at least, I think he okay. was trying to say that's like you were saying there, that style of missed games. But again, there have been quite a few style, those style of games, like The Witness, for example. So it's not like he's the first, you know, ever to revive mm. that style of game, really. But now I, it's, it, uh, I know yeah. even just now, Dora, you reviewed Maquette. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, fair, fair enough. If that is the case, then yeah, with the, the what is it, the slideshow type? Yeah, I, I can't think of any. That is probably true. But some would some would argue that maybe it's for a reason. Yeah, yeah, they don't really have puzzles. But you know, if you want, fair enough, you could argue that okay, the um, you know, the slideshow style, first person puzzle focused games, because even missed sequels were not like that. Even missed there was a remake or a remaster that has direct control, which removes a slideshow presentation. That's probably fair enough that there mightn't be many games like that Like that now. I would say it's for a reason, because they're kind of outdated. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I would say the same. So I, I I don't know what's happening. It does sound like something has been mm, lost in translation. Right, but also that perhaps the writer just needs to learn more about the genre. Yeah, I, I think the author of this article, because it's also kind of, I would say it's offensive to all the hundreds of other developers Completely. working on yeah. adventure games. Now, even as we mentioned... And it makes him are... look very arrogant, and I don't think that was the point uh, no. either. I don't think that was uh, the, the point, because he, he does mention as well that it's a forgotten genre, I believe he said. Um, it's Yeah, you so know, that's but, what I questioned him about, and he said... Yeah. Something's been lost in translation. I don't think the point-and-click genre is dead or needs reviving. So I think what he was trying to say was the missed style of slideshow game. Whether there's right. a reason why that hasn't been revived anymore, I, who's to say? But yes, it, it does sound like basically it's a case of a a general games writer having to write something as slightly more niche mm. and not realizing that hello there's been 800 games it's... just in the past year of this genre it's definitely not dead yeah because again the, well, the developer apparently was going to say the genre may be forgotten but i'll be striving to give it a brand new modern day flame of life and yeah, I mean, again, if you mean like the the photo, the slide, uh, yeah, the slideshow photo, fair enough. I can't think of any other games, but there are many. Even like we're, we're not fans really of Mist games, just you know to put it out there. As people listen to this part. <laughs> our, but there are games, our disdain and, for Mist is well documented. <laughs> but I think just from the author's point of view, not the developer, from the author's point of view, just because you don't know about other similar kinds of games doesn't mean they don't exist. I mean, mm. I find out about new I adventure know. games every that, every episode with you guys. That yeah. was another, that was another <laughs> point. Yeah, this podcast probably wouldn't keep running if it was dead. Um, well, yes. we'd, find, we'd find things to talk about. Oh, we'd but, find. <laughs> we'd manage. But anyway, uh, that was a, another comment I saw of someone saying, oh, maybe they mean the yes. genre is dead to them. And I was like, well, don't write it That's like that not, then. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, 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 someone did mention, I believe it was in your Twitter, Laura, yeah. that they don't like modern day adventures. Yeah. Fair enough, but th- that's not the. That's a whole different. Mean, that's a whole different opinion. A, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean that's they're dead. don't like pixel <laughs> graphics. Fine, different opinion. That's a whole it still other exists. topic. Whole different but it's ball more, game. And it's this this author now again. There are other people saying, "Oh, this is Gfinity Esports. Their uh, you know their focus is not adventure games, but they're interviewing adventure game developers. So you'd think that they would do basic minimum research to." And maybe we should interview him. 
<laughs> we <laughs> you should. Know, none of we should, yeah, just to see, you know, to so, so you can set also, the record straight. To set the story this, straight. Also, for, for mine, this is nothing against the developer because the game looks nice. I said, I don't, you know, I'm not interested in this style game. Certainly not slideshow photo games, but they're clearly, you know, fans of those. And I know from the comments on Facebook and Twitter that people were saying that they really enjoyed the look of this game. They are members of their subscribers of his Patreon. They've wishlisted the game. So clearly Good. he has... Good. You know, and I'm, I'm very happy to hear it. I don't want people to think we're against the developer. Oh, no, the no, game. no, it's, not at all. The author, I think, should have made it very clear what the developer was talking about, that the developer was talking about the first version of the first Myst game because there's different versions of Myst uh, as well. It's just, it's someone who it's, just doesn't know this genre at all and exactly. it shows... Yeah, well, I I did hear uh, another podcast. We had an interview with an adventure game developer, and they kept calling it a point-and-click RPG, which really raised my... That's shackles. Disco Elysium? No, 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 no. It was not an RPG at all. It's, uh, right. Oh, um, but anyway, so yeah, I thought it would be interesting to put it out there. Now, just to finish off maybe positive note, best of luck to the developer, because um, I think the more variety of adventure games, even if it doesn't completely interest us um you know i don't i don't know if the other review would want to go play a misstyle uh slideshow photo game um, it's not my style of game really yeah. but again we play we could be wrong because yeah. i was not going to play call of the sea last year the two of you played it you both recommended i played it and i went from not being interested to this game being in my top three adventure games of the last years but i think that the, the wider issue is that there's still I think quite a few game journalists would still say that the adventure game genre is it's dead. Because a lot of game journalists have their own niche and they don't get out of that niche. And if you if you're if you're well, only into first person shooters <laughs> if you're only into first person shooters or, or other esport games, then yeah, you don't get into contact with any adventure yeah. games That's or role enough, playing games but... or uh I don't know what and unless it blows up like an Animal Crossing or an Among mm. Us. And but that, adventure games do not have a habit of doing that. No, but if true. we if we if we interview, I don't know, a developer of um real time strategy game, you know, I'm not going to write, oh, because I don't know of any other real time strategy games, that genre is dead. <laughs> no other game apart from this game. Since that I know Warcraft three there has not been <laughs> <laughs> not a massive multiplayer online game because I don't know of any more. Yeah, it's yeah, a bit short sighted. Anyway, anyway, I think we've uh, have we covered that now? I think we've ranted enough. But as I said, best of luck to the developer of Neya, keep saying, and I hope it does well, and I hope it turns out to be to be good. Yeah, and uh, speaking of good, how is it with our patrons, uh, Sersha? Yes, uh, thank you, <laughs> Thomas. We we also have a Patreon page, look, much like the developers of <laughs> Neya. Um, we, so this is a very independent podcast. Uh, we... Um, we have uh, two different tiers you could choose, you know, $1, $5 if you choose, if you so wish to help us, uh, to to support us. And you would get some extras as well. You at the very least get some early access to episodes that they will be released uh, before everyone else uh, gets them. We also try to have uh, different extras as often as we can. So some extra kind of interviews or extra spoiler special interviews with uh, developers. Uh, also, I am releasing, I try to release every week, every two weeks, interviews that I did at AdventureX. Remember that those times when we could Aww. meet up in person, indoors, a group of people? Well, I am putting up those interviews wait, wait, that I did. A group of people? What's, I know. What's well, I know, I know. I haven't been in, in one in a, in a long time. <laughs> Over a year now. Mm. But I'm uploading some interviews that I did with developers at AdventureX. So this is face-to-face -face interviews. There is some background noise, but might give some nostalgia <laughs> to, uh, to people. So you will get some of those exclusives uh, if you become Patreon subscriber as well. And then we'll see what, uh, what else we can do as well for Patreon subscribers. A huge thank you to all the Patreon subscribers who have helped us, who have stuck with us uh, over during this pandemic year as well. We also have a survey as well. If people want to help out, you can answer these multiple choice questions, take one or two minutes, and you don't need to give any personal details or sign up to anything. It's just there uh, at the link. And uh, you can also write uh, You can also write a review. You can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever uh, there's also the link uh, ratethispodcast.com forward slash adventure games podcast and it'll take you to different places where you can leave reviews so that would also be a great way to 
uh, help us. Uh, anything else that I missed? Or <laughs> that I missed? See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> help! <laughs> yeah, yeah so we, can... since we can't get any lower like than that, how about we just <laughs> leave it? <laughs> you guys know what games you guys are playing? Um, I'm going to or... be playing a, a nice, another nice little short game that looks very cheery called, um, I think it's called Alba. Uh, yes, oh, Alba, yes. a wildlife adventure, which looks very cute. Uh, you I play a little girl and it's on a on an island. Uh, that pretty cool, wildlife. yes. I yeah. wanted to play Tacoma, but apparently nice. my PC is not having that. So I'm either going to try that again and see... If mm. I can, uh, if I can get through it now, or I'm going to choose something else to play. I haven't made a decision yet. Uh, well, over the next few weeks, uh, I will be uh, reviewing a Dragon Audit, which I've just completed, and uh, Inspector Waffles as well. When that comes out, uh, I will be talking about those games, and we'll see what other games I get a chance to play as well. So, thank you as always, guys. I think that. Uh, that's it for this week. So we'll be here next week with, I uh, believe it will be with uh, Jonah, the developer of Prim, I believe. Yes, jo- Jonas Fish, uh, the you developer to, of Prim. You spoke to him, Laura, so we'll be, interviewed, we'll be uploading that as an interview episode. And the three of us will be back in two weeks. That's so, after St. Patrick's Day. Yes, oh. happy St. Patrick's Day to... St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> to everyone, apparently. And just remember, guys, just keep on questing. Thank you. Slauncher.